0: We get a ma- something in the mail that's from a car dealership. And in the car dealership, yeah, I thought we'd have a little light here today while I preached. So you can watch the cars go by if you'd like. I'm 30. But um, I, we get this packet, and, and you can feel it's a little heavier. And when you open the packet, there's a, there's a key inside. And on that, in that little packet, it says that if you'll take this key... This could be the winning key to the car, a brand new car. And so it tells what kind of car. So if you take the uh, key into the dealership, if your key works on the car, you win it. And so uh, I'm sure that very few of these dealerships ever have to give away the uh, car Because they're like me, it's like, okay, I'm not going down at 2 o'clock on Saturday the 8th and turning the key. Uh, what's interesting about that is that, you know, the key for us, it's kind of the same with prayer. Prayer is the key to walking with God. And when you do that, uh, you will win with Jesus every time. Walking with Jesus is what we've kind of been talking to through this Thy Will Be Done series and talking about prayer. God has given us uh, the secret to the power of prayer and he's made it plain that the secret of having this key is having what is Jesus Christ our Lord, what we've just celebrated in communion. John 15, 7 says, If you make yourself at home with me and my words are at home with you, Jesus said, You can be sure that whatever you ask will be listened to and acted upon. And so today I want to talk to you about being strengthened in power. I want to talk about the power of prayer. We talked about what prayer is. We have talked about the practice of prayer. And last week Luke talked about the purpose of prayer. And uh, Luke did a great job of talking about how Moses really prayed the prayer that God would be glorified. You know, they got two things at Mount Sinai. When When Moses went up and the children of Israel and they left Sinai, they had two things. One was their identity, and that is the law of God. And the number two is they had his presence. And that's what Moses was praying for. Luke did a great job of reminding us that the ultimate purpose... For our life is not about us. It's about God. It's about God being glorified in our lives. And so I want to talk to you about the power of prayer today. Because we, do, we have three major mistakes that we make in the church. I don't know if you're anything like me, but these are sort of the mistakes I make in prayer. The first one is that uh, my prayers normally are too small. In other words, they're just sort of rote, and it's it's usually like, Lord, be with me today. Uh, Lord, help me today. Kind of a, and that brings me to the second thing. Our prayers are usually too general. It's just like, be with them, be with my kids. It's just sort of a general, it catches all. Let's keep this brief, Lord. And we don't really, aren't very specific with our prayers a lot of times. And then the third thing, I I was talking to my wife this week, and uh, I wanted to say our prayers are a little too part-time, but I'll use this phrase. Uh, Our prayers are a little too sporadic. In other words, we aren't consistently walking with God. And I want us out of, and the people of God, for us to be encouraged to walk with God on a daily basis, to pray to Him, and not just be part-time, but be full-time. To constantly be walking with Him. I was reminded by somebody I read this past week that general prayers don't move God to specific actions. There's so many times in our lives where uh, by faith, if we live a life of faith, we're asking God to do specific things in our life. And I want to challenge you not to just have small, generic prayers and do prayers every once in a while when you have a little time. But to constantly be living your life by faith. Now, today I want us to turn to uh, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. This was written, the, the letter, the, the, the Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, was written by Paul, who was, who was formerly Saul, who hated Christians, who was persecuting and uh, really instigating violence against Christians. So this guy is one of the most unlikely church leaders of all time. He is the guy who is a model of redemption, how God uses those who are far from God and uses them. And he redeemed Paul's life. And Paul writes this letter. And we find it in Ephesians 3.14, this prayer for the Ephesians. And this is a prayer that's for the church, and if you look step back from the whole thing, the whole book of Ephesians is about building the body. It's about encouraging them and equipping them, the two E's. It's about encouraging them and equipping them to become more mature and to grow. And that's what I'm trying to do. I mean, do you feel that a little bit about me wanting you to walk with God? I'm trying to encourage you, I'm trying to equip you to walk with God. And I want you to be encouraged out of today and then to grow and to stretch yourself and to continue to lean forward, to be able to be encouraged and equipped to walk with God. And I want to talk to you specifically about the, the strength and the power that God provides, the power of prayer. So we see right here in verse 14, and it begins this prayer. For this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its names. So what a picture here. Here's the pastor telling the church and trying to equip them. And he says, I kneel before the Father. We talked about this. You can pray any way you can. I mean, you can pray driving. Uh, That means your eyes are open. By the way, you don't close your eyes when you're praying, when you're driving. And, uh, and or and for Paul, it would have been normal for someone to be standing up uh, with their palms up to pray. That would have been very Jewish of them. And we talked about this. There's no. But he says, "I kneel before the Father." And then he writes this. He says, "And I'm praying and reminding you." And this is from where everybody, every family of God derives its name, both in heaven and on earth. I mean, he's reminding them, I am kneeling because God is God and I am not. He is bigger than I am. And he's saying, I am asking a big God. And who God who knows everyone and everything. There's nothing hidden from him. He says, I kneel before the Father from whom his whole family derives its name. And I am praying. And so it's kind of like he is... Reminding them and saying to them at the same time, this is what I am praying for. I am approaching God about this. I pray that out of his glorious riches, I pray that out of his glorious riches in verse 16, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. I pray that out of his glorious riches that you would, that he may strengthen you with power. We are blessed in every single way. You have everything you need in Jesus. And I challenge you, some of you have hit the wall. Maybe it's in your marriage, maybe it's in your parenting, maybe it's in your job, whatever that is. And we get to those places in our lives where we need reminding that God is spiritually rich. We find it, if you just put your finger there on 314, just go back to chapter one, how Paul opens the letter in verse three, and he says this, we are blessed, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. That God has given us everything we need. And you think about, it also says there in verse 16, that I pray that I have his glorious riches. Well, that reminds me of Philippians 4.19. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. That he's given us all of that we need. I know sometimes we struggle in seasons of our life. I know right now, for me, it's hard for me to know what it is I'm asking for. And sometimes in the middle of that debate, inwardly, about what I'm supposed to be praying, it's sometimes hard. My dad is struggling. You know, I don't know sometimes how to pray about this and some of you have this situation where you have you have an older parent and I'm like man I'm so thankful for my dad he's lived a great life he was he's been a great dad to me I do not want him to die but then there's another part of me where he's suffering and everything and I'm like in the season and sometimes I'm in the middle of the fog of war and some of you know what this is in parenting and other stuff where you just I don't know exactly how to pray for this and everything I have to step back a little bit and remember the glorious riches I think about Easter and I think about the songs we sing Death, where is thy victory? Where is your sting, O death? So from sometimes we get caught up in like trouble and things that are going on in our life, and we forget that we have this glorious riches that are given to us. And I have been reminded this week that so many of us, now listen, because there's a balance to all of this, because I think there's seasons in life. I have to be reminded of truth. And so so many times I'm guilty. Of not realizing that I have a spiritually rich father, and I'm living like an impoverished child. So many times as Christians, we are, we have this spiritually rich father, but we live like impoverished children. And I am praying. This is Paul is praying. He's saying, "Man, I am kneeling before the father. He does. He knows everything. And I pray that out of his glorious riches, not ours." not ours, not everything that we've got together, not all the things that you have to do and everything. No, out of His glorious riches, He would strengthen you with power. That you would have power. Verse 16. I pray that out of His glorious riches, He would strengthen you with power. Power to overcome temptation. power The power to stand strong. The power to be bold. The power to live life because life so many times is broken there is disappointment things don't work out the life the rain falls in the just and the unjust but paul says but i'm praying that you'll have power to live through the stuff because there's stuff that we have to live through and i'm praying that you'll have the power and you'll be strengthened by that uh, i bought a new ceiling light last year uh, it's, a, it's a fan with a light. You know what I'm talking about. Now, I like old-school ceiling fans, all right? I like buttons. I like when you get on a chair and you hit the button, and it reverses it in the fall to be, go backwards. And then when you hit it in the spring, it pulls the air down. I like that. Well, I got a new light. It ain't got no buttons, none. It's a sleek little thing. looks like an airplane thing. It's got a light on it, and we, it's up in our loft, and I love it. It looks great and everything. Here's the problem. It looks like a night light. This thing has no light. So it has the low, medium, high button, okay? And it's got a little light button, and you turn it on. And I mean, this thing is like a night light. I'm like, i got to take this back or something because I can hardly see anything. And then I realized one day, six months later, I am living in the dark in the loft. I'm asking to add lamps to the loft for all this Oh, if you hold the light switch, it comes up. (laughs) And there's, like, it's really bright. It's an LED light. It's amazing. I've got too much light in the loft now. It's crazy. It's awesome. This thing is great. I lived for six months in the dark because I didn't know how to work the thing. I didn't realize it. It's the same with us in praying. i reminded of chapter 8 in Romans, verse 11. The Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life, listen, to your mortal bodies by this same Spirit living within you. I love it that he says, he reminds us, he says, your mortal body." Like while you're here. Like this is with the spirit that's inside of you. The spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you and powers you. I want to say this to somebody who came here today. You've been dealing with an addiction that you need to be delivered from. There is something maybe in your life that you just keep banging your head up against the wall. Maybe it's selfishness. Maybe it's anger. I don't know what it is in your life. But I want you to know that verse. The Spirit of God, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in you and can empower you to live your life in a fallen world where temptation and distraction is plentiful. But Christ has empowered you. And think about this. This is this pastor who's praying for them. And he's saying, I am praying that you will have power to live this life. That you will have the power to be a junior or a sophomore at Columbia City High School. That you will have the power to work at the hospital or at the school or wherever you work. That you will have power. That you would be empowered. This is his prayer. And he prays it. So this is what I'm talking about. So many of you might come to church on Sunday and you're like, hey man, I get it. I love it. I prayer songs. I, I'm getting... Uh, I, get, I get fed, and then, but by Tuesday, you're like, oh, life has a way of just draining you, and you, you, we, we just forget. I am saying, this is what my prayer is for all of us, that we would be empowered, that you would have the power to forgive, that there would be a, you'd be empowered to be calm and confident and have the peace of God through faith so that you would know what to say and what to do. That's what you need to pray for. You need to pray for power. You need to pray that you would have that power to live and lean in. In your, and what does he say? In your inner being. Uh, I'm reminded in 2 Corinthians 4, Paul writes in verse 16, so we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. So on the outside, I got a dad bod. You know what I'm saying? I've been taught about the dad bod recently by my wife and my daughters that. I have a dad bod. There's some sagging going on. There's, there's some playing defense up here. There's, you know, big ears, and I mean, I realize that I'm not what I used to be outside. But you know what the Bible says? Outwardly, I got a dad bod. On the inside, I am buff. <laughs> but inwardly, I am totally buff. You might not be able to see it, but I am 22 years old on the inside. And and it's true. Don't we see this all around us? We see this kind of a wasting away that's happening outwardly. But inwardly, God is giving us the power in our inner being so that we would be renewed and we would constantly... So he continues in verse 17, he says, and I pray, so he's praying that you'd be strengthened in your through power through faith in Christ, he says, I pray that you being rooted and established in love, listen, second time, he says, may have power, that you would have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp what? So that you would have this power so that you could grasp who God is. So he's trying to encourage and equip them and he says, I am praying that you'll have power to do what? So that you on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week and as you're walking and you're driving and you're doing your ordinary life as you're grieving, as you're walking through hard things, whatever it is, that you while you do that you would have power to grasp how high and how long and how wide and how deep is the love of Christ. That you would have a knowledge, an assurance, an assurance of who God is that surpasses, and to know that this love, this love that we're talking about surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God, that you would be filled with this knowledge and that that knowledge would not leave you on Monday morning, that you would have that knowledge with you, that that would be a part of your being, and that you would have that power, but the, here's the thing you have the spiritual power. Know how much God loves you. One of the best prayers you can pray for your kids is pray that your kids will have power. Here's the thing about this love you, it's implied in this passage because he's praying for them to have it. You can't know God's love naturally. It comes to you supernaturally imparted as a part of the drawing of God, supernaturally revealed. Um, They asked Louis Armstrong, could you please explain jazz to me? I don't get it. And he answered the question by saying this, man, if I've got to explain it to you, you ain't got it. I know we talk about the love of God a lot, Words can express it, but my hope is that you would be empowered so that you would understand who God is. And it's not, love isn't just what God does, it's who he is. You can't comprehend the fullness of love until you are immersed in it. It's not, listen, listen, God does not love me because of what I do. It's because of who he is. He is, if you're depressed or you're dragging, there's a lack of purpose. I want to remind you that you have a spiritually rich heavenly father. You're not an impoverished child. So I pray that out of his glorious riches, he would strengthen you with power. Give your life to God. Here's the thing I would tell you today if you don't know the Lord. Pray this prayer. Lord, here is my life. I give you my life. I give you my past, Lord. I'm going to ask you to forgive it. Lord, I want to give you my future. Lord, I'm praying that you would secure it. Lord, I give you my present right now. Lord, would you fulfill it? And then invite the Lord to come into your life. And ask him to be the Lord of your life. And say, Lord, teach me to walk with you. And here's what I'm praying today. I want you to invite him to do two things. Lord, come into my life and rule and fuel. Lord, come into my life and rule it and fuel it. Just come in and fuel my life, Lord, and, and rule in my life. Your prayers, so many times like mine, are too part-time, they're too general, they're too small. I would encourage you to pray specifically. Like, you need to pray big prayers. Lord, deliver my child from drugs. Just say it out loud. Say the big thing, all right? Say it. Say it. Lord, I don't have enough money to pay my bills. Lord, I am praying to you. Lord, not only give me wisdom, but make a way for us, Lord. Pray. I think a lot of us struggle with this thing about what to talk to God about and how to ask him for things. Because we don't know where, like for example... What's our responsibility? And then you walk in there, okay, this is God's, and this is mine, and we wrestle with that, and this is Calvinism and Arminianism, and there's all these kind of conflict. I had a friend who lost a fiancé at 35 years old, and he wanted to get married so badly. And he was frustrated in his grief at listening to other Christians pray. And he so told me one day, he's like, Johnny Mac, God is not your personal valet. I'm sick of hearing people talk about your park, getting a parking spot. You know what? I mean, he's a little, he was a little jaded at that point. He's struggling with some stuff. You know what I'm saying? I think we all kind of, we, we all have our moments of like trying to keep good theology of what to ask for. Here's what my wife is teaching me. It's better than not doing it at all. I mean, yeah. you getting some pinches. You ought to talk to God about it. I don't think there's anything too small, and there's definitely not anything too big. The thing I'm trying to challenge you in today is to pray specifically about things in your life. Sherry and I spent a week together, and we experienced this ourselves. We're like, Lord, make a way right here. Just pray, just bow. Another thing my wife uh, reminded me of was when somebody says, Would you pray for me about something? Pray with them about it. Do it right then. Don't let, don't, don't wait until you go home and all that stuff, just pray with them. I just challenge you today, nothing's too small, and I would encourage you to, Lord, I just need this. I, 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 don't, I don't know what to do here. I, I, I need your help in this, and Lord, even if it doesn't turn out, Lord, just help me walk through this, whatever it is. That's what I was talking about, like with my dad. Like, I don't know exactly how to pray for that right now, but you know what? Nothing's too big for God. And I realized he's got the whole world in his hands. Here's the thing that I want you, I pray for you, that God, that of course he would fuel and rule your life, but I may God show up and show off in your life. I didn't say make your life like greater than everybody or comparative or anything like that. I'm talking about would God show up in your life and then people shake their heads and go, I can't explain that. Wow. And many of you are young parents. Some of you are just young. And you're like, you might be caught in the right now so much. I pray that we would pray as a people of faith. Like we pray peculiarly. We ask for big things. Like God, would you do something in my life that would bring you glory? Not like Luke said last week. Not so that, Lord, I would get lots and lots of blessings. But, Lord, that you would get glory for this. And I pray that he would do that. Pray for power these next seven days. And I want to challenge you today, if you're here today and you are one of these folks that, Johnny, you've reminded me today by the power of the Holy Spirit and through the word that I need to pray with power. And you know that this is for you. I'm going to ask you to have enough faith to stand up right now and then we're going to pray for that, that you would have power. Like this is a place in your life that you want to have faith, I'm going to ask you to stand up, and then I want to pray for you today. Yes. If you want to be a person who prays with power, and you that like, man, I need this in my life right now. Yes. Amen. Amen. And I want to pray for you today, because this has been something for me, too, that I want to be a person that prays, and is bold, who has a spiritually rich father, Father, for every person who has the faith to stand up right now, Lord, I I know that's an act of of having faith itself. And I pray, Lord, that out of your glorious riches, you would strengthen each person who has stood up. That as an act of faith, that they would be empowered, that they would be reminded that they have a spiritually rich father. I pray, Father, that you would renew a right spirit within them, and that, Lord, you would strengthen them in their inner being so that they would really understand you, Lord, and that they would continually walk as your children. I pray, Father, for every person who's standing up, Lord, that you would help them and and you would overcome all the distractions, the temptations, even tragedy, Lord, in their life, and that they would approach your throne with boldness and that, Lord, we would trust you more. I pray that in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, I'm gonna ask everybody to stand up, all right? I'm gonna ask you all to stand up right now. I want us to finish the service like this, all right? I know I'm asking you to stretch yourself a little bit, but I want you to reach out across the aisle here and join hands. Uh, We're gonna pray for each other as we leave, all right? Yeah, you might have to switch rows or find some another row or something. That's good, that's good. I want us to pray for one another as we leave. And so I'm going to ask you right now, let's bow our heads at a reverence for the Lord. And as we finish this time together, I want you to pray for your person on your left right now, that they would be strengthened with power as they leave this place this week. And now I'm going to ask you to pray for the person on your right that they would be strengthened with power to understand who God is, that he would meet every one of their needs. As Paul finishes this prayer, he says these familiar words, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine. According to his power that is work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen.